Welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast, your channel for the latest alumni stories in Boston and beyond. In this show, we'll catch up with Northeastern alumni who are out there achieving what's next. Sweat, inspire, transform, raise the bar. You'll find these words on the walls of the Handlebar Indoor Cycling Studio founded by Jess Fracolossi. Recently opening her fourth location in Boston, this business and brand is centered around passion, community, and wellness. Hi Jess, welcome to the Northeastern Next podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So back in 2013, an article was published about you in News at Northeastern that you opened the Handlebar, an indoor cycling studio in South Boston. And now it's 2019 and you have four award-winning studios in Boston, different class offerings, special events, and an ever-growing community. So I'm going to start off with a quote from that article that you said, and it says, I would love to eventually open a new location, but my immediate goal is to create a strong community at the handlebar. And I think that's really cool to reflect back on just because how far you've come. So let's start from the beginning. Why indoor cycling and what inspired you to become an entrepreneur and build this fitness community? Thank you for finding that. That's (laughs) what a little gem. Yeah. So Let's see, graduated from Northeastern in 2010 with a degree in biology, and I kind of stumbled into the biology degree. I I had taken a lot of sciences, and I said, you know, I might as well go for it and get the bio degree rather than, I think I was going to be communications with a minor in bio. After school, the med school idea that I had previously had didn't seem so attractive to go back to school right away, so I kind of was just waitressing and waiting to figure out what was next for me. And I got an opportunity to sell yoga clothing to instructors and studios and gyms. So I was one of four on the team for this startup activewear company. It really gave me an inside view into what was happening in the fitness industry. And it also gave me that entrepreneurial bug. I got to see what it was like working in a startup environment and how, how quickly you can make changes and make things happen. And you know, you're really in control of everything, uh, soup to nuts on the, the brand and the product. So that was awesome. It was a really good experience for me. After being there for under a year, I, I decided to make the leap. I, I was losing sleep as if it were my own company, but it wasn't my own company. So I said, you know what, now's the time. No kids, you know, I'm not married. I just lucky to have not a lot of debt coming out of college. And I just felt like I was in a position to take on a risk. So um, I started writing a business plan for a boutique studio. And at the time, I wasn't quite sure I was doing a lot of yoga and a lot of spinning, but more yoga at the time. And I thought I wanted to open a yoga studio or some sort of yoga concept. And I I just was finding the market to feel a little saturated. Um, Even back in 2013, there were just so many good wonderful yoga studios, Back Bay Yoga, which is now Yoga Work, South Boston Yoga. You know, they were doing it really well. Um, Whereas cycling, I felt as though there was a hole in the market and it could be done, period. And then even there was only one at the time and it was very small scale. So I thought, you know, I can do this. I can introduce this to Boston and I think it's going to take off eventually. And sure enough, one in South Boston when that article was written. And I think since then there's probably 15 to 20 within the greater Metro Boston area that have opened up, including R4. So competition is fierce. 
we are also getting better with age and we understand what our community wants and what our um, team is looking for in a, in a workplace. So I feel like the competition has made us better. So yeah, that's kind of what brought us to South Boston or brought, brought me to an opening in Southie. I raised money from a, a group of five guys, angel investors that I kind of pieced together through friends of friends. Well, the first contact was a friend of a friend. And then um, from there, he introduced me to friends and colleagues and we pieced together a group of five angel investors and opened Southie. And then really from there, the studio growth was supported almost entirely internally from the, from the success of the business. So it took off really quickly in Southie and enough for me to say, for me to agree to opening another one. But I often reflect on this point and um, having investors really gave me that kind of fire under my butt, like to keep moving forward. Whereas if I had borrowed money or taken on debt, I wouldn't have necessarily had that. Um, mm -hmm. And I might've waited a lot longer to open a second studio, which could have been, it could have never happened at all. Mm -hmm. So um, Fenway, right on the heels of Southie, we signed a lease in Fenway. And then right on the heels of that, we signed a lease in Harvard. So they were all one year apart and kind of settled in, felt what it felt like to run a three location business around a big city and started delegating the management roles and making full-time hires and figuring out, you know, what things, what parts of the business that other people could do better than I could do and kind of went from there. And then, yeah, here we are at location four with a new concept and an established brand mm -hmm. going into our fourth studio has been really fun because people walk by, oh, the handlebar is here rather than, oh, what is this, an indoor cycling studio? Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely built the recognition over time. And perhaps I'm biased because I'm a rider at the handlebar. <laughs> That's why I wanted to talk to you. But so you talked a little bit about the, you know, the market being like boutique fitness in general feels saturated and it's but it is like a very popular industry so mm -hmm. as that uh, you were kind of new to it at the time but now as it's continued to grow there are a lot of other cycling studios how do you set the handlebar apart i continuously try to set the handlebar apart with just authenticity and honesty i i don't look at our competition and say how can we be different than them i i don't i spend very little time looking at or thinking about competition because it brings me a lot of anxiety and that's just not good for a leader. So I've had a lot of success just keeping my blinders on and moving forward in our lane and just thinking about myself as our target customer. What do I want? What am I looking for? Why do I come through these doors? And sort of just speak to that. And that's that hasn't led me in the wrong way yet. So and, and, and listening to myself, but also listening to the loyal team and community of riders. I've kind of laid the bones down, but the meat of the business and the meat of the community is from the people who make it up. So just kind of taking direction, not being too hard and fast on one idea, being able to be moldable and listen to what the community is saying, I think has allowed us to to move forward and being true to myself, you know, mental health, what well, I'm sure we'll get into handle mm -hmm. with care. It's very, very important to me personally. So again, I just kind of listened to my own heart and moved forward with it. We introduced a new product this fall and it's purely the type of workout that I was craving as a compliment to my spin. So it wasn't, it wasn't opportunistic. It was all um, kind of what am I hungry for at this juncture? That's amazing. And personally, I also know this differentiator, this kind of, you can't put words to it that it's the energy there mm -hmm. that I've been to other studios. I've been to other types of classes and it's your instructors, your staff, 
the other riders. I never thought that I would be going to a 6 a.m. class frequently <laughs> or <laughs> the 5.15 on Friday in Fenway. Shout out to Stephen. <laughs> but um, it's so addicting. And I think that friendly environment is really what brings a lot of people back. So tell me about this community and what what does the word community mean to you? And how do you create a brand that people love and believe in, but also foster that in the instructors that are part of that brand? I've seen emails uh, you know, to myself or to my investors, to the first couple of employees at the handlebar that really speak to this. And, and it's just the fact that the energy in the space is a real thing. And the host is just like a party. The host is in charge of the energy. It's like, it's not just cocktails and music and food. You know, it's, it's what is the host bringing to set the vibe? And I think I understood that early on that the person behind the desk, when you walk in the door is really laying the groundwork for the entire experience. And so everything from the colors, orange and, and our orangey yellow is just a very energizing color to the words that we associate with our brand are just all about walking in to be a better version of yourself. And that might just mean saying hello to someone for the day and having human interaction makes you better. And that, and that's why you come the workouts, just icing on the cake, you know, but of course the most obvious is that you're, you're getting in there and you're working really hard and you're, you're getting in a great workout. That is something to be very proud of. I, I in my original business plan, it said, I typed it all out and it said, I want people to, from the moment they walk in to the moment that they leave, feel like they accomplished something and that they are, they have something to be very proud of for just walking in the door. Just fostering that from the top down with every interview, group interview, individual interview with every instructor that we consider. It's all about that natural positive energy. So some people show it right off the bat. Others it's in there, but you have to kind of dig for it a little bit more. I'm sure, you know, there's some people at the desk in Fenway who are bubbly over the top and others that are more reserved, but they're very happy that you're there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a combination of laying the groundwork for what matters to the brand and upholding it in the types of people that you hire because they are the hosts when you're not there. Yeah. And kind of just building off that, you do have a full-time staff now that is just kind of on the other side of things with marketing or partnerships. So when um, when did you know that you were going to grow your, your in-house staff and how did you go about that? Delegating to full-time team members was not something that happened overnight. It was very much an organic process. It wasn't like we had a budget for a marketing director and we, we interviewed and hired for that role. In fact, most of our full-time employees have started as desk to instructor to then manager to then another hat. Some of them were instructor to manager to another hat. But as it stands right now, Three of our four studio managers are also instructors carrying an eight class a week load. And then they they also have another hat, as I call them, which is their director level position. So it's their area of passion. I'm very lucky that it really worked out that each individual was able to take things on in the business that spoke to them. And it just kind of shook out that way. You know, I've lost full-time people too. We've had managers and, you know, director of talent programs that is no longer with us. So we've had to fill that role. But the way the team is now, it's it's four individuals who are in charge of aspects of the business that they're very skilled at. And our most recent hire, her name's Mary. She was in Fenway for a very long time. But Mary is our North Station studio manager and then our operations manager for the whole uh, city. And um, she's not an instructor. 
but she's doing such a great job. And her job is she's all over the place. She's between all locations. It's a big breath of fresh air for me because no longer do I have to be at each studio multiple times a week. I'm, I really can lean on her for that. And it allows me to think bigger picture. It forces me to think bigger picture because I have time on my hands. It's like, okay, what's next? This team's doing this. I can't just sit back. That wouldn't be fair for me to just go on vacation while they run the business. So let's think about what's next for the company. I love that. I think I saw a quote recently that said the best leaders hire good talent and then trust them to do their job. And that's amazing. You have a team that you can count on to do just that and you don't have to check yes. up on everybody. And There's certainly, I've gotten that compliment before that I, I hire people and I let them spread their wings and fly. And and that's it, great for the employees because it's, it's a fun place to learn and to grow. But I, I will say I don't hesitate to correct or... Mm -hmm to, you know, maybe take responsibility away if it's not working. And it's not like, oh, you failed. It's just like, well, this doesn't match your personality type. We're going to try something else. Let's, there's plenty to do in the business. Let's give you something else to work on and I'll, I'll hand this to somebody else. So it's always a constant shaking things up and making sure that everybody, that we're each working to our fullest potential based on our skills. Mm -hmm. That's great. Tell me about the brand new North Station studio. It was highly anticipated <laughs> um, in general. Oh my gosh. How, do you, how do you pick your locations over the years and what was it like developing each space from scratch? The locations... It's been a real estate game. You know, I think that's a big part of this industry is it is a real estate game. It's kind of like getting in the right spot at the right time. I wanted originally to be in Back Bay. I thought, you know, this is Boston. Back Bay is the center. I went to Northeastern. That's where I was doing a lot of my free time, spending a lot of my excess cash was in Back Bay. <laughs> I tried to find spaces. We had a couple LOIs up on the table and they all fell through and it wasn't meant to be. And then I found a space in Southie and moved forward on that, even though I had never kind of envisioned that as our first location. But that really set the tone for what we were as a business. We weren't opening in the center of town trying to serve everyone. We were opening in neighborhoods and trying to serve that community of people. And I'm just so grateful that it worked out that way because it allows us, it allows our marketing to be authentic. We can really target local businesses, people that want to shop, not just in Boston, but in their, their very niche community within Boston. And when you spread across to the different neighborhoods, it makes it fun. Like how fun is it to have a Friday night where you know you'd love to go to dinner in Harvard Square? You can grab a class at the Handlebar Harvard Square mm -hmm. and appreciate that area of this awesome city or that's Cambridge, but I, they're sister cities. <laughs> yeah. So, so from Southie, it kind of set the tone for let's find up and coming areas where people live, not necessarily where people work and go from there. And that was the case with Harvard as well. North Station, we, we broke the mold a little bit. You know, it, it, North End is a residential hub and North Station now has a lot of high-end condos going up and getting occupied, but it's a commercial area. So we knew that we needed plenty of showers. We knew we needed plenty of space and it was going to be pricey because it's just a commuter hub. But knock on wood, it, I mean, Man, it was, as you know, much anticipated. I announced it in October of last year, thinking it was going to be open in February. And we didn't open until September. Mm -hmm. You know, things happen. I, there's a laundry list of things that push that back. And we, we, we did what we can. But at, at the end of the day, once you're open, nobody cares. And we kept telling ourselves that. It's like, nobody cares as much as we do about the launch date. <laughs> And thank goodness, knock on wood, it really has taken off right away. You know, the, all of the, the hype associated with us, I think, served it well. And we're filling classes on a regular basis there. And we've only been open for like two months. So no complaints at all. Yeah. And you have the new 
move class that is at North Station right yeah, now. Yeah, have you tried it? I did. I got to try one of like the early, early sessions and it was, cool. it was awesome. Tell me a little bit more about that. And you had hinted about it earlier of you wanting this other type of class to complement your cycling, but what's that been yeah. like? Yeah. So started craving this, I'd say three years in, like right around when Harvard opened, you know, I just found myself, I got a gym membership. I was doing strength stuff. I really wanted to lift, build the strength in my legs a little bit. Felt like my arms were nice and toned from the bar, but wanted to balance things out a little bit. And so I got in the gym and was just refreshed by doing squats and lunges and deadlifts. And I was using a lot of kettlebells back then. And then once we started pondering the idea of a North Station studio, we were looking at floor plans. This was two, um, two and a half years ago now. We saw that we would have an opportunity at more square footage. And and if we can increase the number of people that we serve, then we can make up for a more expensive rent. So it was a risk taking on more space, but I knew that I had time. So when we signed the lease or when we were really sure that we were going to sign the lease, that was like two years ago. And we started developing the, the class then. I worked with the full-timers at the time. We kind of just went out, did classes, places. We'd get together every couple of weeks and each teach a version of some workout that we liked, kind of just go for it. We're all fitness instructors. So, Hey, let's just make up a workout. And and then we talk about what worked, what didn't. And from there, we just refined it to the point where we knew it was going to be beat based. We knew that we wanted it to be a scalable format where it wasn't me and one other person were the only people who could teach it because it's so complicated. We wanted to make sure that it was something that, that we could replicate. We arrived at this kettlebell body weight hit inspired with very many touches of yoga throughout. And it really, it's just, uh, it's like no offense spinning, but it's my new favorite workout. Um, it really makes you feel like a ninja. You're just <laughs> <laughs> you're using your whole body and, and really enjoying the music along with it. And there's so much room. What I'm most excited about is the programming aspect and the limitless potential for where we can take this because there are elements of yoga, because there are elements of strength and elements of hit. We can really go off in all of those directions. We could have a move stretch class. We could do a move strength class, which is all weights. We could do a move cardio class. Mm -hmm. So it just gives us so much flexibility, no pun intended, <laughs> but yeah. And I think, yes, it's a differentiator, but more so, like I said, it's something that I wanted. And, and if I wanted it, then I know my riders did too. People like supporting a business that they care about. They like working with instructors they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So if we can serve them on two types of, of workouts, then great, let's do it. I think that's so great. And it kind of speaks to why I think a lot of your riders, including myself, will tell our friends about the handlebar because it's more than just like going to a gym. It's not just like, oh, I got to get my workout in for the day. You do so much more than that. Now it's not just an indoor cycling studio. You provide another type of workout. It's a community. You, but you also have these special events. And I'd love to get into Handle With Care and what that is and, and why you started that branch of your business. Absolutely. So Handle With Care started in, I want to say 2016, or maybe it was 17, but somewhere in between Harvard and North Station. We had a couple of years where we didn't open any locations. And I just, we get such a great base of community members hosting charity rides, right? It's a huge part of what we do on the weekends. We, we invite people in to raise money in our spaces. So we're just always being reminded by all of these good causes around us. And I'd always wanted to hone in on a target, you know, a, a focus initiative. And throughout my entire adult life, mental health and mental illness has been something that I've been faced with very, very intimately. And then 
less intimately just through friends and friends of friends. But my immediate family is impacted by chronic mental illness. My husband's immediate family is as well. You know, we've got a lot of people that we're close with that are impacted by addiction and eating disorders. And I, it just really felt like a perfect bridge and a community that was ready to talk about something a little bit more than just sweating. The people that walk through our doors, like you said, are coming in for, for more than a workout. So let's talk about what that means. And, and in that conversation, it sheds light on people with chronic mental illness and hopefully battles the stigma associated with that because it's just a spectrum. You know, if you're dealing with anxiety and you take a spin class to battle that, it's not that different from the homeless man on the street who has schizophrenia and a drug addiction to go along with it. It's like, it's a spectrum of mental illness that we all deal with. So if we can create more tolerance there, then I think that we've accomplished our goal, but it, it has been awesome and fun to host events because the mental health world goes from very heavy and serious to also very light and relevant for, for everybody, self-care and, you know, just, just mental wellness, meditation, all of that has to do with mental health. So we've really touched on a lot of wide range of things. And we, we started with an event focus and we still do a lot of events, but one of our goals this quarter and into next year is to make Handle with Care more of an evergreen mission within the Handle of Our Walls. So giving riders an opportunity to feel the mission every time they come into the studio, when they look at our website, when they give money to pay for a class, you know, I'd love to be able to eventually have like a regular stream of revenue that's going towards a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, and you know what I like about it? It's flexible. It's low pressure because it's not for profit. It's just for doing good. So it's it's like a great Friday focus is to work on Handle with Care because it's just feel good. It's not bottom line. It's not somebody who needs a raise. It's it's all like doing it because it's the right thing to do. So I love it. And it adds so much value, I think, for people looking for a more holistic view of what wellness really is. And so like you said, it's more than sweating and working on cycling, but it is a full picture of that. So that's really yeah. great. Thank you. It's exciting. So I think, and I've said this before, that your riders are natural ambassadors of your of your studio and what the workout is. I've brought friends and they're asking me, is there a beginner class? Like I've never done this. I said, no, but it's, it's open for everyone and you can be at different levels and you're still getting a workout and you, no one's judging you and you're, everybody improves. And that's, what's so great about it. But what would you tell someone who's completely new to indoor cycling at all of why they might want to try it or something they would want to know? Sure. Um, I think I would tell them that don't imagine that it's going to be like a bike ride outside because it's more similar to a dance class than it is a bike ride outside. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of go into that with that mindset, that's going to be helpful. And then on that vein, it's like a dance class. It requires more than just cardio. It requires some coordination, but it's the type of coordination that you learn rapidly. So I always recommend to newcomers that you try your best to take three classes in two weeks. And if you do it within that time frame, you're definitely going to feel the difference by the third one. Yeah, you're going to be tired and sore, but you're going to start hitting the choreography and you're going to start understanding what it feels like to ride to the beat of the music. And I think that is what makes our workout so addictive. It's just, it's something that you, once you start getting it, you, you never want to work out a different way, mm -hmm. you know, because moving to the beat of the music is something that's always going to be intoxicating and, um, and feel good. Definitely. We have a few avid writers in the Office of Alumni Relations, including our Vice President, Rick Davis, Rick. Um, who I see in <laughs> class all the time. 
<laughs> but it's true. It, between the instructors, it, I always have a smile on my face in class, even though I'm breathing really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, it, it both can happen. You can it can be very difficult and also really fun at the same time. Because this is the Northeastern Next podcast, we like to ask, what's next for you? So now that you've opened North Station Studio, what is your next focus? What are you working on? It's multifaceted, but continuing to strengthen the Handlebar brand and community in Boston and greater New England, continue to raise awareness on mental health and drive the Handle with Care mission in a really impactful way. And then for me personally, I really want to inspire other business owners to go out and start their own thing. So I'm, I love taking phone calls and offering consultation to especially young women who uh, are trying to take on a risk and create a lifestyle for themselves. That's a job and a lifestyle. So that's kind of my personal goal. I feel like now I sort of have this down opening these studios. Now I'd love to give back and keep strengthening our business, but also empower other women to kind of follow my footsteps. That's amazing. And I know here at Northeastern, we have a few programs I think you've been involved with, with Women Who Empower in the past and yep. things like that. It's really, it's great to have, I mean, this is kind of the point of this podcast is to really share stories and where someone might be listening. It's like, oh, wow, I had this idea. And if she can do it, maybe I can too. And so yes. I think it's very inspiring. I just want to ask one bonus question. What's your favorite handlebar memory? It might be the most fresh, which is getting North Station open. This is what it is. This is, it's very recent, but we had a staff party at the North Station studio a week before the launch and we announced our Handlebar Summer Share winner. So it was like this culmination of two huge pieces of what I work on. One is Summer Share, which we didn't get to talk about, but it's like a marketing initiative, community engagement initiative that my husband and I created several years ago. And it, it's awesome. We, it allows us like team up with local businesses and it gets people to commit to riding in the slower months. But the winner goes this year went to Jamaica or get, wins a trip to Jamaica. And we had a staff party at the North Station studio where you got to draw the winner. And it was just this full, rich moment of all the faces that support me and support this business, celebrating the community of riders that support this business. And it's just like, that's what it's all about. That's great. And you know, it's funny because you also had the half summer, summer share light winner which and you I won, I won. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna when, say <laughs> when are you going I'm going on uh, December 13th and 14th so coming oh up soon goodness. I can't wait so going to Newport that's oh. awesome so I decided on that hotel because my husband and I did my did our uh, baby moon there mm-hmm. we went there for a weekend when I was pregnant and so we were thinking about a prize for summer share light and I was like I know a great hotel in Newport. Let's make that the prize. So I hope you enjoy it. I can't wait. But that was like such a fun way because I didn't even think that was even an option to win. I just loved the the summer program. I did the six weeks and just loved going all the time. And I loved getting my friends help me check off the different experience squares. And so I'm like, oh, well, we have to we have to go to dinner here because I have to get this box. Or it was so much fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's just like a little template for your summer. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm so excited to share this. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about Jess and the Handlebar by visiting handlebarcycling.com and try out a class in South Boston, Fenway, Harvard Square, or North Station. And for a peek inside this vibrant community, follow at the Handlebar on Instagram. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is Megan Kirkbrisson from the Office of Alumni Relations. I'll talk to you soon.